Hello, social workers, mental health professionals, and change agents. Welcome to another episode of Season 8 of the Social Work Rants Podcast. I'm your host, Bash Moreno. Saludos a todos. Greetings, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, tapping in, wherever you are watching or listening to this podcast. I appreciate all the love and support. Uh, follow the podcast on uh, Instagram at the Social Work Rants Podcast. That is all one word. And on Facebook, aka Meta, type in the Social Work Ranch Podcast, hit that like button. Of course, uh, YouTube, hit that red subscribe button. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on all, so however you listen to podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, just hit the like button. Well, like, share, subscribe, download, uh, and enjoy some of your favorite podcasts. Uh, social workers and future uh, social workers as we talk uh, about the interesting world of social work and just just life <laughs> in general. Um, yes, yeah, so before I, I, I introduce my guests, um, I always forget to do the disclaimer, so let me get that out the way. Uh, disclaimer, uh, this, well, the podcast is not intended for, as a substitute for individual therapy, uh, uh, if you need assistance, call 988, uh, call 911, call your, if you have a therapist, call your therapist. If you have a psychiatrist, call your psychiatrist. Uh, mobile crisis is okay not to be okay. Uh, for for those outside of America, the U.S., uh, wherever your emergency number is, uh, use that and get the assistance that you need. And this podcast is, is sponsored by Bass City Entertainment. Uh, doing business as Bass Moreno Consulting, providing uh, financial education uh, for Gen X people of color, provide financial stability. For more information about signing up for a 15-minute consultation, financial consultation with me, go to BassMoreno.com. That's B-A-S-M-O-R-E-N-O.com for more information and sign up to the email list. Uh, now, my guest at this time, uh, MSW student out in Rutgers, uh, Sam Mandera. What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. I am so excited uh, for this uh, that I tried to log on on Zoom to, like an hour ago. <laughs> and be like, wait, I'm is that seven? <laughs> I'm an hour ahead. That's all I'm excited. So I'm, um, I wanted to be intentional on interviewing uh, current MSW students. I feel like I'm out the loop. Like what is happening in these schools? Uh, let's see, <laughs> uh, and just to at least get a touch, get a feel of what's being taught, what what's happening from what I gather uh, on these social media streets is like a lot has not changed in terms of. Uh, day in day out practice like we, we people still geared to like private practice even though uh, there's been more macro I guess more than ever uh, macro talk there's more community organ organizing happening uh, uh, concentrations so it's not as clinical I guess like it used to be which is great because we do a lot of different things in social work so uh Sam, uh, I don't want to take too much time. Uh, let people know who, uh, uh, a little bit more about you. 
Yeah, sure. So hi, everybody. Uh, thank you for having me here today. Uh, my name is Sam. Um, I use he, him pronouns. I'm currently a second year student at Rutgers, but I am in a part-time track. So it's three years instead of two years. Um, this is my first year in an internship. So it's generalist year. I am placed within two different schools um, within like a community-based uh, health center that provides dental care, optimal care, as well as behavioral health. Um, I mainly do behavioral health, like sessions with, uh, with kiddos in the school, um, intake assessments, treatment planning, and kind of seeing how like a health center is run which it, within a school. Um, so that's been a pretty uh, interesting like field experience so far within that. All right, that's cool. What what are you seeing with 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 the with the kiddos? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, some of the issues could be like academic concerns. I think a lot of it though is behavioral challenges, um, and kind of seeking help. I mean, the program that I'm doing within the schools is kind of it's kind of open to all students that are in within certain schools in the district. So there is no like prereqs or you don't need insurance to get these sort of services. So kind of just the parent could refer them. It could be through guidance or even child study team or different um, sources. And then they'll refer them to this clinic. And then um, we'll kind of evaluate like what services we think they would benefit from and getting the parents consent. And then we will proceed with enrollment. So it almost sounds like it's like, like a community clinic, but it's like through the district. Yeah, basically, it's kind of it's kind of like a kind of like a one size fits all. Like it kind of has everything. Like we have a psychiatrist on staff, pediatrician, um, obviously like social workers, therapists within that realm. Um, so it's kind of just like whatever a child would probably need in terms of like behavioral, physical health. Um, kind of in this one area. It's not in every school, but there are certain schools that are uh, affiliated with this sort of program. Uh, I like that. That uh, I, I have experienced something like that in the Bronx and instead of finding a, a PCP like and appointments would be like weeks out just have everything done through through the school system and kind of just be done it so it helps the parents out a, a lot um yes yeah, so tell me a little bit more about uh what's life as a MSW student <laughs> Yeah, sure. So I guess like this year is like the first year of a field experience. So that's kind of been like a certain number of hours a week. I think it's like 15 hours right now I'm completing. Um, so I think just like trying to balance all that, like like the internship, taking like four classes right now. Most of them are electives because I've kind of finished most of the requirements, I would say. But just kind of balancing out that. And then I am also a research assistant on the side for, for my school as well. So I do a couple hours a week on that. And just trying to find that balance within all the different roles that I play as a student research assistant and um, just kind of working through all that. Uh, are, are you able to share what uh, some of the stuff you're working on as a research assistant? Yeah, sure. So um, it's with in the Center uh, for Prevention Science through Rutgers, and it's basically kind of a program um, with like opioid response. So basically I'm kind of evaluating like the efficiency of um, these programs and kind of doing a lot of data entry within like online database systems um, and kind of translating information from like an intake or a discharge and kind of putting it to a more like secure database. Um, and that's pretty much what I've been doing for, I think since September now. So a couple of months of kind of just learning how to 
collect data, learning how to analyze it, and kind of learning how to put it into a database system. So it's kind of been interesting to see kind of the research side of social work. Well, that that's that sounds that sounds fascinating. Um, what what type of classes are have you taken that that you found interesting that Rutgers offers? Yeah, so I mean, for me, I'm on a clinical track, so I am kind of taking more or less like clinical classes. But I have like some of them are kind of macro based. Like I've taken like practice with individuals and families, which is more kind of. Uh, like micro based, kind of like working with individuals and in groups, like small groups. And then I did take one last semester as well that was practice with organizations and groups. That was kind of looking uh, in terms of working with institutions, but more kind of on a macro based level. I've taken diversity and oppression, um, just like other things like field related classes, like with the internship. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, it's just been like general, generalist classes, kind of like foundational courses of the social work program. And now I'm kind of getting more into like electives, like the semester I'm taking, I think it's like sexual and gender diversity within social work. So that's kind of been a class that's kind of been interesting to see um, how that plays out, but just kind of getting experience in different areas. Like I've taken classes in like children and development and things like that, but I am also concentrating in like addictions. Like I am um, enrolled in like an addiction kind of based program. So there's like a focus on addictions. Like I've taken two courses in that and then uh, it will like help me prepare for like an LCABC, I guess it's considered as well as like a gambling certificate as well. So mm. there's definitely a lot of opportunities to Rutgers, a lot of certificate programs, kind of like whether it's children or older adults, kind of wherever your area is. And even if there isn't an area, they'll kind of customize it to kind of help you achieve whatever goals you want to achieve within the social work realm. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, L is that LADC? Yeah, I think it's licensed counselor of alcohol and drugs. Um, yeah, it basically just prepares you like I think it's like six classes I take. I've taken two of them so far, but it kind of just gives you like the coursework to kind of pursue that. And there's also um, a gambling class that does allow you to become a gambling counselor, which I kind of thought was interesting. I didn't even really know that was an option until I was kind of looking into this program and kind of the certificate. So I think it's just a great opportunity to kind of further your knowledge and Kind of get expertise in different areas because I kind of have a lot of different interests at the moment. So, gotcha. Get. I'm glad. I'm glad that there's a certificate certification for uh, for the for, for the gambling because I had a client who had a bad gambling addiction. They just first of the month, without fail, go to the casino and what about your rent? What about getting, getting money to? to get your medicine or whatever and it's just without fail is to a point that, that I thought about like once I knew where the where the casino was kind of like kind of like do a stakeout try to look for the client so is uh yeah so I'm glad that's offering and and now addictions is I mean obviously we mentioned fentanyl before I mean besides the fentanyl um you know especially in New Jersey uh if you plan on staying in New Jersey, then definitely having that foundational, uh, those core classes to be very beneficial for you to to land land a job post grad. So it's definitely uh, it's definitely good that Rutgers is doing that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think so. It just kind of gives you opportunities to different fields. I mean, I have like colleagues that are in my classes. I have all different interests. And I think the macro social work realm is kind of definitely an interest of mine as well. Um, I know Rutgers does offer a bunch of classes kind of in that track. If you want to kind of learn like more business skills or kind of more just like leadership or more like director sort of skills. So I think there's a lot in social work and that's kind of why mainly I chose this field because I didn't see myself like just doing like direct practice, like therapy sessions one-on-one. I kind of wanted to have more options. And I feel like the good thing about this field is like, it is very versatile and there's so much you can do. And there's so many different populations, areas you can work with. And there's definitely a need for mental health and these kind of issues that people go through and just to kind of have that support. No, of course, I, I, absolutely. Um, how how do you balance in your your time with with now doing the internship plus plus the the four classes? I, I know I was basically on, on autopilot <laughs> for a long time while in school. Uh, how's it been for you? Yeah, so I think for everyone it's different, but I think for me it's just been important to be realistic with my expectations. Like I try not to do too many different roles like outside of say the internship, the classes, the research assistantship. Like right now that's kind of what I'm focusing on more or less. It's just those three things. I'm not trying to take on any like new job opportunities at the moment, just kind of going with that. And obviously as the requirements kind of get more difficult, like next year I'll be doing like 25 hours or something along the lines and full course load will kind of just like increasing, increasing as I go along. So I think just to be realistic with what you're, setting yourself up to do like there's things we have to do but I think just like setting boundaries as well as just kind of practicing self-care like doing things that generally make you happy outside of academics or an internship and to kind of give yourself safe uh like yourself um space to do that um with when the time you have and I think just being really intentional about your time too just not procrastinating and kind of using tools like that to kind of just get through what are the type of things that, that, that you do for, for, for self-care? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is doing stuff that's not mental health related. Like I have had a lot of jobs like in the field, like I have been in like the daycare realm for a while, like working with little kids on the side, um, things like that. But I think just like doing things that are not mental health related, like going like out with friends or doing things socially or kind of just like reading a book or just doing things to help me like reset my mind and just kind of have a break from like the clients I work with and just kind of being able to like have that space to kind of separate those things. I think it's important and like helping prevent burnout or just like fatigue um, and kind of balancing it all. Yeah, that, that, that sounds good. Um, has there, there been um, discussions with, with your classmates or even with the, the institution about um being paid being paid while you're doing your your internship i know that's been a, a big uh a big push I, i've seen uh on instagram and i know a couple of people who are actually uh doing uh setting the or pushing that i guess agenda my agenda might be a uh a, a wrong word to use but my point is like there's been a push uh, online for for uh msw students to to get paid for, for the internships. Has there been any discussions about that? I think so. I mean, there's definitely been discussions in the works about that um, as far as I'm concerned, but I know it just depends on like the agency itself and whether or not it'll pay. But I mean, I know a lot of colleagues of mine are in like 
whether it's like a work study program or maybe it was a full-time job first and they pay them to do the hours, but it's still like the requirements of the internship. So I think it just depends on the agency itself and if they're willing to pay the students, but I definitely think it could be something that could be beneficial, especially for students that are maybe parents or have other obligations and they have to work. They can't just, you know, kind of put everything on hold and just focus on the program. So I think it's definitely something that should be uh, more considered in terms of these field placements and how many hours you're spending there and kind of things like that. Uh, you mentioned business before. Are 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 there any sort of classes like like grant writing or like business fundamentals for, to to gear towards private practice at all at Rutgers? I don't think there's like any business specific classes like through the MSW program. I'm sure there's maybe electives that you could take like outside of it. Like I know even if I wanted to take like say a law class, like I'd have to like get approval from it or whatever, but I probably could do that as long as I'm on track. But I know there's kind of like, I know there's like a human resource class. There's like kind of more like policy-based class. Like there's a bunch of classes in that, but I don't think anything like business centered or kind of like math wise besides like research methods but I definitely feel like it should be probably included in the curriculum at some point just because I feel like a lot of people do have an interest in private practice and kind of how to run it and kind of like how to go about that um, within a social work field. Yeah I've uh, been stressing ad nauseum about <laughs> the lack of uh, lack of these classes uh and because it it just does it just doesn't make sense like to you know to gear us in private practice, but to, you don't teach business fundamentals, you don't teach taxes, don't teach some the marketing how how to how to market yourself to get the clients. It's just it doesn't it doesn't make sense at all. Um, is is there um you have like a dream job at? at in mind or you just want or not yet or you just focus on just day-to-day -day getting your your classes done getting the internship done and try to be done next year yeah I mean I think getting through it is important but I mean I think like in the different jobs that I've had like most of it's kind of been working with youth but even like last summer I had an opportunity to camp where I was with like youth and adults that have like special needs so I would say right now I'm definitely interested in working with youth in what capacity I don't really know yet I'm still kind of figuring that out but obviously there's like a lot that I kind of want to experience first and I never want to like limit myself in a box like I do have interest in macro social work I didn't really know much about it before getting in the program but that's definitely something that I'm definitely more passionate about like diversity those sort of issues that are in line with the values of social work but I think in terms of right now definitely working in some capacity with youth. I do like counseling students at my current internship and all my experience basically has been with kids, whether it's in a daycare or at a camp or, you know, in a more like therapeutic kind of clinical setting. So I, I would say probably something with youth I could see myself doing. Well, what are some of like the behavior issues that, that you, you currently seeing with, with the with the kids? Yeah, sure. So I think it's, I mean, I have a lot of different cases, but mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is like uh, anxiety, ADHD. Those are probably like the most disorders that I come into contact with that students have. But I think just like being able to navigate their emotions and kind of like developing coping mechanisms and strategies to kind of 
deal with, whether it's anxiety or kind of dealing with unfocused and kind of just having that safe place to do so. So I kind of try to just develop rapport with them and kind of problem solve together, you know, what's going to work for them um, and kind of learning to do that uh, with them during session. So. Yeah, that, I feel like COVID kind of like, well, definitely messed everybody up. But I feel like with the kids, that you already uh, you know, struggle with, you know, managing emotions and, you know, depending on the age of the kids, you know, there's like you no know, hormones involved and, and things of that nature. But now you just added COVID and you're like a year and a half, two years of just, uh between Zoom and uh, iPad and uh, Chrome uh, schoolwork, and it's like so the lack of the so the, the social skills definitely uh, a huge lacking even more than than it was before COVID. So uh, all that kind of adds to the to the anxiety and, and kind of there's just a lot that a lot that that's happening with with the kids. Fortunately unfortunately for them. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I mean, it's, I think especially with the younger ones too, that maybe we're in those primitive years, whether it's like preschool or elementary mm -hmm. school and they aren't able to have that, like those experiences due to COVID. And even now it's like, we're back in person for the most part, like everything's back in person. But I think there is like a sort of adjustment that has to happen with, you know, going from school online where you're on a Google meet or a zoom call, kind of like this and going back to in person and, you know, learning how to engage with people and interact when maybe you haven't done it for, you know, a long time. So I think it's definitely something that's getting better with time as we're kind of getting used to like the post pandemic sort of state that we're in. But I think it's just something that's going to take time for kids to kind of adjust to and kind of go through the motions of school and all these other issues that they're tackling at the moment. No, definitely is going to take, take time. And I know for I'm afraid it's going to take a long time to almost like a whole uh, generation seems like just uh, just constant issues. And I don't, for me, I don't, I haven't really seen the U.S. Department of Education try to deal with this issue and the trickle down effect. You know, I haven't seen some couple of school districts that have been involved with or seen or even as a parent don't really see that happening to really like kind of address that so it's the the trickle down effect is uh I definitely see it so uh i hope it gets better soon and for for those who are in school social work or want to get into school social work you know, it's, they got a got an uphill battle that's for sure yeah definitely i think it's something where time will tell i mean even with COVID, i feel like we probably won't know like the effects on say students or youth years to come and it's kind of you just kind of have to support the students I think that's kind of the only thing that I could think of that could be effective is just kind of supporting them where they're at and just meeting them where they're at in that moment and just kind of understanding that each and every one of them is different and that's okay and just learning to work with them um, in whatever capacity they're comfortable with all right um, so 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 what so forget school, forget school for a moment. Forget your itch. What else, like you like to, like to do? Just to, like I know you mentioned, you know, like to do things that are not related to mental health, but like just give like more, more on a, 
an example of that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm definitely someone that likes to read. Um, that's something that I definitely enjoy. Um, I guess trying out new food, just kind of doing things that push me out of my comfort zone and kind of whether it's trips, I definitely like to travel, definitely like warmer places. I know Jersey is really cold right now with the snow. So just kind of looking forward to traveling when the semester's over and just kind of experiencing new things and, you know, meeting new people and yeah. No, awesome. Um, how could people uh, re reach out to you and uh, want to, uh, you know, connect and maybe, you know, share resources, you know, the New Jersey, uh, it's still uh, in the hub of, of the Northeast is North, Northeast is, is kind of is, is where it's at. So. Yeah. I would say the best way to reach out to me is through LinkedIn. Um, I'm pretty active on there. I'm always posting, updating. Um, so I think that's the best way to reach me. Um, if people are interested. Cool. Uh, Sam, ple pleasure. Uh, by all means, uh, I'm available. You need a resource by all means. No, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Okay, thank you.